The Ashkip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. I thought it was worth getting Dr Paul Griffin on this morning because uh, he's able to put it into layman terms, at least for me, mm. but, uh, without getting too carried away as to what's going to be going on in the wake of this latest COVID outbreak because people are saying... We should go into lockdown, or we should wait until after the NRL Grand Final. <laughs> All right. But uh, as the Director in Infectious Disease at the Marta Hospital, good morning, Paul. Thanks for your coverage you've given us so far. But what has the last 24 hours meant for us, and what is the next 24 hours going to look like, do you think? Mm. Yeah, look, thanks for having me. I mean, certainly it's a little bit of a concern that we've had four cases uh, diagnosed in recent times. And one of those in particular has some very concerning features in that we know household contacts are typically the highest risk. And this person resided at three different addresses whilst infectious. So mm. we certainly have our work cut out for us. But our contact traces have demonstrated in recent times they have excellent capacity to, to contain these sort of incursions. And, you know, with an increasing vaccine rate, although it's nowhere near where it needs to be, you know, I think it's the right decision right now to to not lock down but you know look I think we're really close and if we see more cases it might be what happens. One of the cases I heard yesterday had been um, vaccinated so that that sort of worried me as someone who is vaccinated and I guess I feel pretty safe um, being double jabbed does that does that worry you a bit Paul that um, that someone who's been vaccinated is still catching it? No, look, we, we know that can happen. I mean, these vaccines work tremendously well at preventing severe disease and symptomatic infection, but they don't stop everyone getting infected. So it does reduce your risk by about half and reduces your risk of passing it on. But it means as we get more people vaccinated, we'll actually see more cases happen potentially in vaccinated people than unvaccinated. But I, I like to use the analogy of, of seatbelts. And all of that crashes most of the time these days. People are wearing seatbelts, but it doesn't mean they don't work or they cause those crashes. Mm. Just because we have a really high rate of compliance, and they still make the you know the impact of those crashes a lot less. And the vaccine's going to be very much the same. Mm. In um, Queensland, we've been relatively <coughs> Delta uh, virus free. Has that been good luck or good management? Do you think? Look, I think it's a bit of both, and, and that's the important thing, is that our luck won't persist forever. This virus will come in Queensland, and that's why we need people vaccinated. I mean, we've had a lot of good management as well, and our mask mandate has really helped. So I know some people are probably frustrated with having to wear those things, and you know they're clearly not perfect in themselves, but when we add that to all the other good stuff we do, it really does help. With this, uh, this truck driver <coughs> case, uh, where he has been at different locations, where are we in terms of being able to contain the... The, the people who have been exposed to him and what variant of COVID did he have? Has he got the Delta strain? Yeah, we, we haven't officially heard which strain, but it'll almost certainly be Delta. That's the one we're seeing uh, for the bulk of um, cases at the moment. And, and I think there was some good work done almost immediately yesterday morning in terms of finding people at those accommodation venues and, and doing all the right things there in terms of isolating them and getting them tested, for example. Did so, he know you he know had what? it? <clears throat> Look, uh, my understanding is he had symptoms for quite some time. Mm. So, you know, did, did the right thing and got tested. But the, the time in the community potentially infectious is up to eight days. So, you know, that's obviously a, a lot of potential transmission events. But we know there's a lot of factors that contribute to whether people pass it on. And, you know, hopefully we'll get lucky again and he's not going to be someone who's, who's spread it to many people yet. So most likely we will have, when will a decision be made on this weekend, for instance, and what the... You know the out. What, what will happen this weekend? We have to, do we have to wait another 24, 48 hours we get to the see? Grand final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Look, I think we'll know a lot more in the next 24 hours. If we see no new cases today, that'll be really reassuring, particularly if we have really high rates of testing. So I'd certainly encourage people to come out and get tested so we can make sure we don't have cases out there. If the case numbers are zero or very low, and particularly in people that are already uh, isolated, then I think it's a very high chance that the game will go ahead uh, as planned. And we've already heard that you know the use of masks will be really important there. Obviously, if we see uh, you know increasing cases over the coming days, then you know we'll have a contingency there. My understanding is that you know there's a consideration of it being moved. But you know at this stage, I would think we we shouldn't panic, and and that hopefully it'll go ahead as planned. I thought I heard some exciting news a couple of days ago as well about this at home the at home testing kits that people will be able to test themselves at home, get a really quick result, and then you know and. and basically take away a lot of the fear because people don't like going and getting the things up their nose and all that and that'll change the way we isolate at home as well so do you know how far away that is from actually being readily available Early November is my understanding. I mean, we have to remember the, you know, these tests will be really useful and, and obviously they're going to be really easy and a bit less invasive. But we've been really lucky in this country that we've had access to, you know, laboratory-based testing with fairly quick turnaround times. And there's a big difference in terms of the reliability and accuracy of those in-home tests. They're, they're a good screen, but they won't replace the laboratory tests. So, you know, it might be that people do those at home and, you know, if they're still unwell, um, obviously still go and get a laboratory-based test. Or if they get a positive, it'll need to be confirmed, the laboratory-based test, because those in-home ones are much less accurate, but still very useful. Did one of the um, people with this um, COVID, did they go into an emergency... what do you call it? emergency ward at the hospital? Is that when they where they went where they fronted up with their sickness? Because I saw that an emergency ward at a hospital has been shut down. Is is that true? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, one of the cases was diagnosed at a hospital, and of course, just like all the other exposure sites, you know, in collaboration with Queensland Health, all the right work is done to make sure that uh, you know the patients as well as staff are, are contacted and and have all the right management to make sure we keep people safe. So where should you go though if you feel like you might have COVID? I said. Would, mm. would you say don't go to an emergency ward of a hospital? Is there a better place you could mm. go? Look, I think anywhere where testing is available, okay. everywhere that provides testing have rigorous protocols and, and personal protective equipment and, and all the right procedures in place okay. to, to make sure we protect those people that are looking after them. So yeah, I'd certainly encourage people, particularly if they feel unwell, the hospitals are a safe place to go and get tested, but we obviously have a lot of excellent venues in the community where people can get tested as well. Just one more then, I think Lutzi wants one more. But the, the, <laughs> the, the numbers this morning, like I reckon that this morning shapes as an important one. Like if we go back to double donuts, we've probably been taking that for granted and quite become quite complacent around it but given that this bloke's been out in the community if this morning comes down and we're in you know, dare I say double figures like you do you reckon that the crowd even if the grand final goes ahead on Sunday it'll be without a crowd like how important is this morning yeah, look, this morning's really important, but it's perhaps too soon to place too much of an emphasis on, on this morning's results. I think, you know, over the course of today as well, and the testing rates, I imagine, will, will jump up and we might even get some of those results later tonight or overnight. I think, you know, tomorrow morning is, is the time where we'll know a lot more. We won't be out of the woods, but certainly if we have no cases today and tomorrow, that'll be really reassuring. But, you know, obviously if we see uh, one or even a couple of cases, then there may have to be some plans enacted to, to make sure we keep people safe with that event. Okay. Well, Dr. Paul, thank you so much, because Ash had a chance earlier to explain things, and to be honest with you, you completely monstered it. So th- <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. The Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.